Welcome to Bouncing Forward. I'm Amy Purdy. I believe that our challenges give us the opportunity to live an even greater life with more meaning and purpose. Through my own experience of losing my legs at 19 years old and going on to become a professional athlete, New York Times bestselling author, and world-renowned motivational speaker, I've learned that overcoming our obstacles has nothing to do with bouncing back. It has everything to do with bouncing forward. That's why on this podcast, I'm sharing stories of resilience, setbacks, and remarkable comebacks. Your journey to bouncing forward starts here. Hey guys, welcome back to Bouncing Forward. I am so grateful that you're here with me today, that you took the time out of your day to be here. And you may have seen last week that my story of losing my legs and all the surgeries that I've gone through over the last two years was in People Magazine, which is so crazy. They did a fantastic job. But even so, I always feel extremely vulnerable when articles like these come out because, I don't know, you suddenly see your face and your story everywhere, and I don't think you can ever really get used to that. And although they covered my story, in today's episode, I want to share the journey that I've been on just in the last month with the surgery that I recently had. I'm also going to talk about how freaking awesome our bodies are, divine intervention, and how letting go can actually help us bounce forward in our lives. So as you heard in my last episode, I realized in late December that I was facing yet another surgery. It was now going to be my seventh surgery on my leg in the last two years, and I was massively overwhelmed. I didn't want to do it because I didn't actually know what my doctor was going to do until I was in surgery. And to be honest, I'm over it. I'm over being touched. I'm over being cut into. I'm over going through yet another recovery. But sometimes we have no choice. If I want to walk again, I had to do another surgery. End of story. And at this time, as I was headed to Boston, I was also aware that my grandpa was dying. My grandpa was 89 years old. He was always so strong, so healthy and fit. He rode his bike like five miles a day until he was 85 years old. He was an expert fisherman. And we were lucky as grandkids to have him in our life as long as we did. But he also was in a lot of pain. He had a hip injury from many years ago that he never had surgery on. And the pain is really what took it out of him. So after Christmas, my grandpa declared that he was done. He had squeezed every last bit of life out of his body and he was ready to go. And what's kind of fascinating is that once he decided that, once he surrendered, his body started to shut down. And this was really hard for me because I was headed into surgery And in fact, the last thing that my grandpa said to me was, hey, Amy, good luck in surgery. And the morning of my surgery at about 5.30 a.m., as I headed to the hospital, I got a call from my mom that my grandpa had passed. I had a few minutes to cry and to hug my husband. And both my husband and I thought, man, this was horrible timing to be going into surgery and to know my grandpa just passed away. I was then dropped off at the front door of the hospital because of COVID. My husband wasn't allowed to come with me. So I was scared. (laughs) I was emotional. And I was all alone, headed into surgery as the doctors put in my IVs and my two nerve blocks. And so my surgeon and I, before bringing me into surgery, we discussed what my options were. I still had no idea what he was going to end up doing. And last time that I was in surgery, which was last August, 
I drew a line on my leg and I told him, whatever you do, please do not go any higher than this. Don't amputate any higher than this because I was scared of losing too much of my leg. And I also just, I needed to feel like I was in control somehow. But this time I didn't draw a line. This time I said, you know what? Do whatever it is you have to do so I can walk again. And as I was wheeled into surgery, um, all I could think about was my grandpa and how he was now on the other side. And I wondered if I would see him because, you know, with anesthesia, you're so close to the edge of death. And I thought, you know what? My grandpa and I are going to be in the same space possibly for a period of time. And so I took this opportunity to talk to him. As they put the oxygen mask on my face and they counted me down from 10, I said, Pops, if you can hear me, give me all the energy and all the strength that you have because I need it. (laughs) And so three hours later, I woke up from surgery. I had no idea what the doctors had done yet. What I did know for sure is that I had zero pain in my leg, which is a great way to wake up from surgery. And one thing that's kind of cool is they ended up putting me in the same hospital room that I was in last time in August, which was the best room in the hospital, floor to ceiling glass. It was a corner room. So even though I was alone, at least I had a really good view of the sunrise and the sunset. So that night the doctor came in, he told me what he did to my leg. And basically, even though I had a surgery in August, reconstructing my entire leg, the bottom of my leg was really bony and he didn't realize that until he got in there to see. And so what he ended up doing is he cut a little bit more of my leg. He cut about three and a half centimeters off. That way he could kind of catch the muscle, wrap it up around the bottom of my leg. And to be honest, I was not expecting this. Of course, I knew in the back of my mind that possibly he would have to take more of my leg off, but I really wasn't expecting it. I was thinking worst case scenario, he would do that. Well, he did it. And I'll tell you, it was kind of a relief because you know, you worry so much about the worst case scenario. And from the very beginning, my biggest fear was that I was going to lose more of my leg. Well, now it happened and I had nothing else to worry about. It's like once the worst case scenario happens, your worries are over (laughs) because you worry about it happening and then it happens and then you're like, well, I'm here and now I just got to move forward. And even though part of me wanted to say to myself, you know, unfortunately they had to cut more of my leg off. I started to think, well, maybe this is the best thing that he could have done. Maybe this is exactly what I needed this entire time. And another part of the surgery is that we had to do a fat transfer where he basically took fat from my hips. He liposucted it out, which I never thought I would have liposuction in my life, but he took fat from my hips and he injected it into my leg for more cushion. And that was by far the hardest part. So even though I had zero pain in my leg from the surgery, I had massive amounts of pain in my hips. My hips were black and blue. It felt like I had been thrown off a three-story building. It looked like I had been thrown off a three-story building. My hips were so swollen. And at one point, the bruising was so severe that the nurses were worried that I was internally bleeding. So suddenly, I was terrified. I realized how much trauma my body had gone through. I was all alone in the hospital. Suddenly, there was this barrier between me and my family, me and my husband, and I just kept thinking, nothing bad can happen. 
Otherwise, they're out there and I'm in here. And I lost it. I lost it in a way that I never have. I cried so hard. I hyperventilated. I was absolutely terrified to be alone, knowing my body had just gone through so much. And then it also made me so sad thinking of all of the people in the hospital right now who are fighting for their lives and because of COVID, they can't have their families with them. It broke my heart. But what helped me was visualizing that my grandpa was wrapping his arms around me. And who knows what happens after we die, but I know that if my grandpa had the choice to be with me, he would be. So that's what I chose to believe. I chose to believe that he was there His arms were wrapped around me, and it brought me so much comfort. And so I thought maybe it wasn't bad timing at all that he had passed just before surgery. Maybe it was actually perfect timing because then he was able to be with me. And that gave me faith that even though I felt like I was all alone, I wasn't. And you know, the human body is amazing. One of the coolest parts of the surgery, besides the fact that I had traumatic liposuction on my hips <laughs> and I was in a lot of pain there, but I had zero pain in my leg the entire time. And at first we thought it was because the nerve block worked so well. And once it comes out that I was going to be in pain, in fact, the anesthesiologist had said, well, you know, enjoy this pain-free moment right now. But once that nerve block comes out, you're probably going to feel that pain. But two days later, he took it out and I felt nothing, not even a throb, not even an ache. It's as if my body did not get the memo that it just had surgery. It's as if my brain literally did not tell my leg it was injured. I had zero pain the entire time. I wasn't on IV painkillers. I didn't take oral painkillers, which blows my mind because the surgery that I had in August, I was in excruciating pain. And gosh, it took me probably seven days in the hospital to get it under control. And then I was on painkillers for another three weeks. So this was, this was wild to feel absolutely nothing in my leg. And we don't know if this lack of pain was the fact that The nerve block worked so well, and maybe that broke the pain cycle completely, but I'm fascinated with that. And in fact, I now want to do an episode on pain. And we don't know if maybe I didn't have pain just because maybe my body energetically embraced and accepted the surgery. Maybe this is exactly what I needed the entire time. Or maybe it was because I spoke to my grandpa before going into surgery, and I asked him for all of his strength and all of his energy. And by the way, I chose to believe that. But either way, the human body is amazing. It's made to survive, it's made to heal. And in fact, our bodies are the ultimate example of bouncing forward. And that's one of the things that I've been reminded by with this experience is just how incredible the human body is. With every surgery that I've been through, it constantly blows my mind just how adaptive our bodies are and how quickly they heal. Our bodies heal without us even thinking about it. It truly is a miracle. So this is why it's so important to support our bodies mentally, physically, and nutritionally, because when we take care of it, it will take care of us. And another thing I learned is that oftentimes we are so scared of the worst case scenario that we often hang on to things that simply aren't working for us anymore. I was so scared of losing more of my leg that I hung onto as much of it as I possibly could. And ultimately, that's what was working against me. In my first surgery, I drew a line so the doctor wouldn't take 
more than I was comfortable with. But this surgery, I surrendered and I allowed him to do whatever he needed to do so that I could walk again. And it may have actually worked in my favor that he took more of my leg because possibly that's exactly what I needed this entire time. So maybe the things that we are most scared of are actually what we most need. You know, we often spend so much energy hanging on to what we have and to what we know because we're terrified to change. But once that change happens, we realize that that's what we needed this entire time. So whether you're facing an amputation or breast cancer or even divorce or losing a job or whatever the challenge may be, keep in mind that sometimes what you believe would be an unfortunate outcome could actually be the answer. That letting go of whatever it is you are hanging on to can actually be your answer to bouncing forward. And you know, when the worst case scenario happens, oftentimes it's not even as scary as we initially thought it would be. And in fact, facing the worst case scenario and surviving it, that's when we learn just how strong we really are. And that goes into the last thing that I learned, that in order to bounce forward through our obstacles, we need strength. And a good way to get it is to know that although we may feel alone at times, even if you're in the hospital by yourself because of COVID, we are never really alone. We need to have faith. And when I say faith, I'm not necessarily talking about religious faith. I'm talking about spiritual faith. While in the hospital, I chose to believe that my grandpa was wrapping his arms around me, and that gave me strength, and that gave me comfort, and that was a choice that I chose to believe. So in difficult times, whatever you believe in, God, divine energy, the universe, whatever it may be, hold that close. Even if you feel alone, visualize those who have passed before you. Visualize that they are wrapping you in their arms. And believe that although we may feel alone at times, we never really are. So next time you're feeling overwhelmed or scared to move forward, remember, number one, have faith. Number two, remember how miraculous and adaptable our spirit and the human body is. And number three, if you're hanging on to something because you are scared to let it go, remember that letting go may be exactly what you need in order to bounce forward. So these are the things that helped me during my recent surgery and the challenges that I faced. And I hope that this episode speaks to you as well through the challenges that you may be facing. If so, make sure to subscribe and stay tuned for next week's episode. See you there. Thank you so much for tuning in to Bouncing Forward. My mission is to show that no matter what our circumstances, if you want something bad enough and if you feel it in your heart and your soul, that the possibilities of what we can achieve are endless. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss an episode and please leave a review to help me help more people bounce forward. I want to leave you with this one question. If your life was a book and you were the author, how would you want your story to go? From this podcast, I hope you walk away seeing that although we can't control the things that happen to us, we can always control the way we react to them. We determine where our story goes from here. It's not about bouncing back to who we once were. It's about bouncing forward and becoming all that we could be.